0: So thankful for the time I got to spend with pastors and other laity at um, our journey conference these past couple of days um, at a cross church over in um, Rutherford College. Uh, some of you may remember um, um, Pastor Mark Smith. Um, his father was um, an EMC pastor in Burlington before, you know, Shamrock used to be two EMC churches, and uh, they ended up merging together to form Shamrock EMC there in Burlington, and uh, Mark, you know, was, was their son. And uh, uh, he was giving his testimony, a wonderful testimony of the Lord's grace in his life and called to ministry. And he has um, <clears throat> been there at, um, used to be, um, uh, you know, Bob Gober's church. He pastored there for uh, almost 40 years. And then uh, uh, Mark eventually got the call to, um, to pastor there. And um, I, You may have seen some pictures on Facebook of the beautiful new lobby. I remember the old chapel was built in the 1980s. And then in the 90s, they, they built a family life center at, 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 behind the church. And then they connected um, the two buildings with, with, with this nice, gorgeous, large uh, lobby. And it's, um, it's a beautiful church. And I encourage you to go visit sometime. Uh, just on the other side of Hickory there. But <clears throat> a good time in the Lord and thankful for that. If you will turn with me to Genesis chapter 1 in your Bibles, um, I kind of feel like it's um, time to talk about uh, some of these cultural issues that are going on concerning uh, the body, the human body, and human sexuality and other things. And uh, God has some um, very important things to say about that in the Scripture. And I think it's um, um, important. The body is just as important as our spirit, according to the Bible. Um, and the body is, is uh, being devalued. Uh, gender is being um, uh, turned in, into something that, that can be fluid. And, uh, but God has glorious purposes and, and a plan for us, body, mind, and soul. However you want to look at it. Some say body and soul, some say body, mind, and soul. And uh, we, we we're looking at, at that this morning. <clears throat> and I was going to read to you beginning at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask God that you add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. As I was saying today, as, as we, we've seen in, in, in our media and in, and in our world today, that um, the body itself is being devalued in many ways. One of the ways, of course, it's being devalued is that um, we have uh, said that, that um, destruction of, of, a, of a body is okay. And I'm referring to the scourge of abortion in our country. Uh, you know, the, the woman um, um, that, that is pregnant and having, having this child who, who wants to abort the child will often have that phrase, my body, my choice. And, but the problem is, is that there's two bodies involved in that situation. And I hope you realize that today. There's two bodies involved in that situation. Um, we have people today saying that I can be whatever I want to be any given day of the week. <laughs> I, 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 my, our identity um, for a lot of people has become fluid. And, and, and to make the argument they try to separate their, their biological um, bodies fr- from the concept of gender and say that I can be whatever gender I want to be. Um, and and what what what's really happening is, we're moving further and further clo- closer and closer to a genderless society, and people are going to be reduced down uh, to their usefulness to whatever um, authorities or rulers um, there happen to be in that time. And a lot of it has to do with this idea that that people have the wrong idea about about purpose um, w- w- when you take. God out of, the, out of the equation and, and focus on um, things like evolution for our origins. <clears throat> you're taking away from, from the identity that God has given you. And you're also taking away from any kind of meaning or purpose in the universe. If it's, if it's just evolution that explains our origins. If we're just here by random chance, then nothing has any meaning. Uh, the, our bodies have no meaning. We, we just uh, die and that's it. Um, and the only purpose um, to, uh, in life is, is, is the present existence that we're living. Um, and, and it just takes away from the glorious idea that God had when He made humanity, when He created this world and He made people because we are made in the image of God. Human beings body, soul, and mind are made in the image of God. Let's talk about that this morning. It means that God one day decided that He wanted people to to be um, relatable to Him. He wanted to pour out His love. He wanted people that He could relate to and share His love with. And, And He says here in Genesis, let us make man in our image. Now that's interesting to me because God is addressing not only Himself, but others. Um, Some say He's addressing the court of heaven. I think the uh, New Testament shows us that He is addressing the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, John, in his Gospel, says all three were present here in creation. Um, We know that it says that that. Uh, in the beginning God created the heavens of the earth, and it also says at the beginning of Genesis one that God's spirit was hovering over the deep, hovering over the water, some translations say. And you know, so the pagan world, it's not pagan, but the ancient world believed that, that the, the world began in a watery kind of chaos. Uh but but the Bible teaches that God created all that out of nothing. But his but his spirit was there. And John says that the Word is Jesus. And so when God spoke those things into existence, that's the presence of Jesus here in, in Genesis. So when I think that God says, let us make man in our image, he, He's given us a clue. And even, even the name of God Himself used here is, is uh, plural. The word Elo is um, the, the singular for God, or Elohe is singular from God. Um, But in the Hebrew, Elohim is is a plural. It means God's. Only um, Moses, when he wrote Genesis, is using this as a name for God. In other words, it's talking about one person. One person with with a pluralistic name. What does that mean? Well, it could mean the Trinity. It could mean mean Trinity. God, as as three persons, decided uh, to make man in His own image. Now, God doesn't directly describe that image, but I think there's plenty of clues here that tells us um, what uh, the image of of God is in man. And and in looking at that image, it tells us about the great purposes of God. One of them is is the word dominion. We are called to be rulers of, of the earth, where we're called to take charge of of, of the gardens we're, we're, car, we're called to take charge of the of the trees and the plants we're called to take charge of the animals that are on the earth we're called to be over the birds of the heavens it says and and, and the, the um, livestock of the land and, and and over the fish of the sea God has called us to be rulers over the earth but he's not called us to be rulers in any kind of autonomous sense, He's called us to be rulers under Him. God is the creator of, of um, the creation. God is the creator of the world. God is creator of the universe. He asked us to rule that earth under Him. He used to be, as, as a nation, we, we recognized that. Well, when the United States was formed, we always said that it's under God We are rulers in, in this land under God. They recognize God as, as the chief ruler of all. And that they were um, stewards, caretakers of God's earth. And that, that, that's the term that, that, that gets um, used a lot in scripture. And I think that's kind of the idea. A steward um, ruled the house, but he, he didn't have absolute reign or rule over everything. And, and the steward was considered the caretaker. And, and the, the, um, the master of the house gave the steward great authority in running his household. And uh, that, that's the whole idea. We, we are um, stewards in the house of God in his creation. And, and, and we're, we're to take rule over the, the, the land, uh, the, land the, the, the the plants, the, the foliage, the, the herbage, whatever you want to call it. And, and, and all the animals of the earth, we're called to be in charge. God made us like Him so that we could be the stewards of His creation. And that's part of what He's called us to do. And that's a great purpose. Psalm 8 even talks about this. Uh, Psalm 8 says this, When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. We we are are to be rulers of this world and he's called us to do that. The other thing I would say that um, is important about humanity and, and the great purposes that God has for them, both you know, body and soul. Or you, The reason I say that, the Hebrews tended to look at it as body and soul. The Greeks tended to look at it as body, mind, and soul. Uh, dichotomy, trichotomy, um, however you want to look at it, uh, they're, they're, they're both represented in the thoughts in the Bible. But anyway, um, uh, man, man is, is a body-soul creation. Um, and he is called to procreate. That's the next thing, procreate. It's, and it says this, God blessed them and God said, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Now, God has given us as human beings the power of creation. And not just in, in, in the, in the um, reproductive sense, that, that's part of it. The other, the, the part of it is production and reproduction. Mankind produces. Mankind is, is 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 the only one that that that, that really can take um, the things of this world and make something new and creative out of them for his for for his usefulness, for for, for his 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 purposes. Um, you know we we we, we can take the produce of the field and, and, and we can make new things out of them. Uh, you know, we, we, we take, you know, every year we, we um, pick up those peaches and we'll make peach jam. Or every year we, uh, we, we pick up, you know, whatever um, animals, um, you know, uh, meat that we pick up and uh, we'll, we'll smoke them, uh, we'll, we'll smoke the briskets and, uh, and season them just right and make them wonderful. We had some great bis- brisket barbecue um, um, when we were at the, um, the conference. And uh, those, those guys did a great job on that. Um, you know, we're able to produce, and, 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 and we invent things, too. I mean, um, you know, ancient times, you know, you had the different ages, the Stone Age, the, the Iron Age, uh, or, or Stone Age, Bronze Age, Iron Age. Um, today they call, call it the Information Age. Um, you know, we're able to create things. And that, that's important. Uh, this is what God, I think, means by um, Be fruitful. In other words, be productive. He's he's called us to be productive. And we'll talk about Genesis 2 a little bit later, but God put them in in the Garden of Eden and told them Adam was to be the gardener, the caretaker. And to show his authority, he's the one that named all the animals. Uh, But anyway, this idea of, of being productive, and yes, reproductive, multiplying. I mean, this is the whole reason why God made us male and female. And I noticed, too, that I wanted to point out that when he talks about this idea of dominion, male and female are talked about. Not just males, male and female. I hear so much garbage in modern culture today that says that um, you know, um, women were oppressed um, to the point of where they... They they didn't have in, in, any say in anything, either in the ancient world or in or in the more modern times. But I can tell you that 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 in God's economy, men and women have dominion over the earth together. Now you can talk about roles, you can talk about rank. I, I don't know um, exactly. Um, I, I, I'm not so much in, into the rank thing anymore. I, God, God called men and women to have dominion over the earth together. Men and women are needed to procreate. Male and female are, are called to procreate. And as God in himself is the source of all life, we are a source of life here on earth through, through the, the, um, the reproductive process. And I'm not saying that, that uh, men and women, male and female, are created just for a process. I'm talking about creating life. And how wonderful that concept is. Bringing forth new life on the earth. Making new human beings also in the image of God. When Adam comes along and he's talked about it. And... Um, it talks about um, Seth especially coming along later on, um, Adam's third son. Remember, his, one of his sons died because Cain killed him. But Adam had a third son named Seth, and it said that Seth was in Adam's image. So Adam was in the image of God, Seth was in Adam's image, and so it, and so it continues on throughout, throughout history. We get to participate in building God's family, building God's kingdom here on earth, through the reproductive process. And, and it's not just you know, so that people can be you know, baby factories. It's because we're fulfilling God's purposes on the earth. And Christians get blamed that, you know, that way all the time. But we have to understand that this is the command of God. Multiply and fill the earth. And I've talked about this passage before in the context of how God loves life. And how important it is for us to love and honor life as well. We're not made just so that we can have self-pleasure. We're not made so that, that, we, that we can use another person for our own gratif- sexual gratification. We're not, we're not made to um, you know, switch up the, the, those roles that, that God has set forth in, 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 in gender. We're not, to, um, we're not made to warp um, biological uh, sexuality. These are things that, that God has determined long ago. God's intention for us is one man, one woman, for a life. Producing life. Now, um, because we live in a sin, um, sinful world, and because um, you know it takes two to tango, I know that, that, that that's sad when divorce happens. To me, divorce is just like a death. And, maybe, and I know some of you have experienced divorce before, m- more than one occasion. But, and to me, you know, that kind of separation is just like a, a, a death. And there, there's, there's grieving and there's sadness in that. Um, and, and you can't make another person love you like they're supposed to. You can't do that. And if, even if you love them and want to repair that marriage, um, but that doesn't change God's intentions. For, for the world. And, if, um, and I believe if we got on with his plan. Uh, and, 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 and lived by his plan. Um, a lot more healing would take place in humanity. Because of it. Psalms also talks about this. Behold children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. It's not a punishment. It's not a consequence. It's a reward. The other thing I see here, and and this is not an exhaustive list, you might see some other things and and mention them about what you think the purposes of human beings is. But the other one is blessing. It says that God blessed them. God blessed them. You and I were made for the blessings of God. And what is that blessing? Um, I, I think it has to do with happiness in life. It has to do with God providing for us and caring for us. It has to do with, with, with God loving us and wanting us to enjoy Him and each other. All of those things are part of what blessing is. Part of that, that idea of blessing is that He gave them, um, uh, he, he provided for them in this garden. He says, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. Now some people will take this and run with it and say we're supposed to be vegetarians. And um, and, and I understand that. I think maybe that was God's intentional purpose. But um, especially after the flood, um, God condones them eating animals because... You know, the earth was destroyed. There wasn't much vegetation left after the flood. And all they had were, were the animals that they brought with them. Um, but, you know, the, the whole idea is here is that God is blessed. He blessed them with, with provision. And if they had stayed where God wanted them to, they would, they would have had God's blessing and His care and His provision. But we know what sin has done to that. It, it has destroyed um, God's blessing. God still wants to bless people. And he um, reaffirmed his desire to uh, bless people through Abraham and his family. And it was through Abraham that God, that God promised he would bless the nations again. And we know that, that Abraham's seed, of the Israelites, eventually produced Jesus Christ, the incarnation. So blessing um, has to do with God, God um, providing for us, carrying us, Showing His love for us. And He wants us to do the same for each other. And we'll get more into the idea of blessing and enjoyment. uh, Later when we talk about the male and female relationships. And how that's supposed to be. And lastly I noticed that God has created us for goodness. When He finished. It says here in verse 31. And God saw everything that He had made. And behold it was very good. Now in other places He says. You know, and God saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. Here he says he saw it was very good. Now I think maybe he's encompassing the whole creation in that statement. But, but he does it especially after he does his, 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 the crown of his creation. Which is Adam and Eve. Uh, the, the, the making of mankind. He says it was very good. Now what does that mean? Is, is there some sort of objective standard for goodness? So there's lots of things that you and I say say that are good, and um, you know, um, but they might be de- actually detrimental. So somebody might say um, the high I get off of doing drugs is good, but when they come down on it, off of it, it's it's it's, it's terrible. You know, so sometimes we're we're a little um, uh, you know subjective when we think about good. But when we acknowledge that there is a God of the universe who has created all things for Himself, and all those things have a purpose in Him, we do have an objective standard for good, and that is found in God Himself. And His standard is what um, determines what is good. And if you and I are living according to His standard, and He is pleased with us because we are living according to His standard, he calls us good. And that is, that's connected with the term righteousness as well. Very much so. Being right, with, being right in God's sight is how I describe the word righteous. Right in God's sight. Being right and meet with the standard that He has for us. Now, is God's, God has a standard of perfection. But He also recognizes that because of the fall, humanity has become corrupted. It's not that His standard has changed. It's just that He has helped us meet the standard through the Son, Jesus Christ, and His sacrifice. And even though we're, we're fallible human beings because of the fall, He has set the standard for us as love. Our intentions Even if we might fail, even if we might mess up, even if we make mistakes, we're never going to be perfect in this life in that sense. But we can be perfect in our love. And that's the standard God has for us. Do we love the Lord our God with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength? Do we love our neighbor as ourselves? Because God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Do we have that same kind of Sacrificial love in our hearts, the the love that that says, I'm not working for my own self-pleasure. I'm not working for my own um, um, uh, ideas or or my own self-promotion. I'm I'm out for the others. I'm out for God and I'm out for others. To promote them, to support them, to exhort them, to to, uh, encourage them, to love them. That's, That's the standard of goodness that God has set forth in the world. Out of His great love, He created the world. A place where His prime creation, human beings, the object of His special desire and of His special love, that they could live in and be provided for, and that He could relate with them, and that they could enjoy each other. Their disobedience and, and, and listening to, to, the, to Satan's temptations they turning away from God, ruined all that. It ruined that paradise. But God has been working His redemption and restoration in the world ever since. And God has one wants to restore this creation to that good standard again. And it's going to happen, folks. It's going to happen. God is going to return. He's going to wipe out the wickedness and evil in the world. He's going to purge the world of that. Those who have given their hearts and lives to Jesus Christ... And, and repented and have sought His forgiveness are going to be welcomed into the new heaven and the new earth where all things are going to be restored again to His perfect, good standard. And that's waiting all those who believe and hold faith in Jesus Christ. So what do we do? In an age where the body is being devalued, we need to stand up for God's biblical truth. Not in anger. Not, not in protest. But by offering God's truth and love. That he does have great and glorious purposes for us. And those purposes have to do with how he made us. Male and female. Men and women. Serving his purposes. Holding stewardship over the earth. To pour out his blessings of love on us. To help us meet his standard of good. God has great and wonderful purposes for us. I was just watching the news the other night how these, uh, there was a big breakout of, of uh, fights at a school board meeting in Glendale, California where the school board was trying to acknowledge um, the, um, and, and vote for um, instituting uh, Pride Month as, as, as a month-long celebration in, in all, all, all the schools and, and promoting that. And how there were um, pro LGBT activists um, in support of, of, of making sure that this is going to be Pride Month. And then the parents that were there were protesting this in anger, saying that no, we're we're going to protect our kids. And I understand that instinct, don't get me wrong, I sure do. That 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 that, that is almost an extinctional thing and, and, instinctual thing to want to protect your kids from this activist onslaught. And a fight broke out, and of course the media reported it as an anti-LGBT group was fighting with an LGBT activist group, when really it was the parents of these kids who were concerned about their kids and what's being taught fighting against these protesters. So you see how, how everything keeps being stirred up and how, and, and how the media wants to create divisions, and how these activists want to push their agenda on the people. Well, I'm calling for a different path than just reactionary anger. we got to present the truth in God's love. Simply this. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. And I think it's time that we, in a loving way, hold a righteous standard and hold it up and and be people who speak up for God's will and way in the world. And we can do that especially by telling people the good news of Jesus Christ. How Jesus Christ Himself took on human flesh. He 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 took on a body and became very human. He was very God and very human. And in that very human body, he took on the sins of the world, suffered and died so that we might be forgiven of our sins. If we repent, we've got to repent. But to, but to offer offers forgiveness of our sins, then he can welcome us into that loving relationship with him. So much of this stuff has to do with the fact that people have no meaning or purpose in their lives and, 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 and this supposedly um, you know, identifying as, as, as queer or Or gay, or or as transgender, identifying of those things gives themselves meaning and purpose when ultimately there is no meaning and purpose in it, and it it is self-destructive. But God has a way for us. He has purposes. He has a love for us, and He is ready to give His all for us. Let's stand.